Welcome to the She Connects podcast. My name is Susan Vandenhubel, and I am honored to be your host each and every week. This is an extension of my ministry, She Rises, that allows me to connect with women in the online space. You can learn more about me and my ministry at www.sherisesmn.org or simply tap the link in the show notes. But for now, let's dive into this week's episode. Well, hey ladies, welcome back to the show. I am going to go ahead and start recording three different episodes on relationships, and here's why. It's a topic I get asked a lot about, so I thought, why not do a short series to cover a few of the top questions that I have received? This week's episode is for those of you who have either felt or been labeled too much, too loud, too aggressive, too assertive, too bold, too whatever, fill in the blank. If that's you, I want you to know I completely understand. I know what those labels feel like and how they can create inner dialogue, that there's something wrong with you, that you need to change, and even how those comments can take any joy you had out of serving the Lord in whatever capacity that he's called you to. I so get that. And I think that this entire series, so these three episodes are really, you know what, if I'm honest with you, which I try to be here uh, on the podcast, these are taken really right out of my own life. So I'm definitely not judging. I'm not criticizing. I'm not talking down to anybody. I'm saying, can I humbly have the permission to speak into your life and share with you some key things that the Lord has not only taught me over the years in this particular area of my life, but also like helped me to gain some freedom in so that I, I'm no longer attached to these, these different things, the opinions of other people, the labels that are often placed on me, being misunderstood, all those different types of things. It's my hope that in this series, you will be freed up to walk in the truth that God does not make mistakes. And you know what? When he created you, he didn't say, oops. He said, it is good. I want to speak that over you right away, just as we're starting here. God does not make mistakes. When he created you, he didn't say, oops. He said, look at her. Look at her. It is good. And I love my creation. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10 reads, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Let me reread that, but I want I I want to kind of personalize it. So insert your name into this passage of scripture in Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10. For you are his workmanship. You are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that you would walk in them. 
Sister, that's for you. He's talking about you. You are his workmanship. You're not a mistake. He wasn't having an off day. You were created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that you would walk in them. In this series, I want to offer, like I said, a few what I often refer to as tools for your tool belt. These tools are things that the Lord has taught me along the way, and through these, I've been set free in specific areas of my life. So, my first freedom tool number one in this episode is identity, identity, identity. If you've been around me for any length of time, you knew that this point would probably be, if it wasn't number one, it would be a close second. You just knew I would go there. You knew that I would include this and you know me pretty well. (laughs) Sister, the Lord alone defines you. The world will try to place labels on you, but you don't have to wear them. I think that's so important to remember because we are not powerless people. And so often we take on what others say or think about us as if it must be true or we don't even we don't even really necessarily stand up against it. We just kind of like just take it on as if like, well, okay, you know, and I guess I'm I'm that. They think that or I've been told that so many times, so it must be true. You know, I am too much. I am too loud. I am too assertive. I'm too whatever it is. And so um, I we just kind of like begin to wear it and we begin to walk around with with that false identity. It's it's not true. It's not something that you can open up your Bible and read that God says that about you, about your identity in him. If we think of this in the natural, if someone offered you a piece of clothing or shoes that you didn't like because it wasn't your particular style or you didn't like the color, you would most likely decline their their offer. You would say, gosh, that's really nice, but you know what? I don't think that I would wear that or I don't really like that color or I think that that's a really neat piece of of, of clothing. I really like that jacket, but I just don't really like the cut or I don't like the style or at the very least, you would probably accept it, but turn around and donate it to, to the local goodwill or to the Salvation Army or like a free free will donation type thing like you're just donating clothes somewhere why because you're not interested in that article of clothing you and i can be women who stand up on the inside of ourselves and decline to wear what others want to put on us but here's the thing that i don't want you to miss first we have to know what we have been given in our identity in christ If we are going to walk in the truth and the freedom of who we are in Christ, the identity that has been given to us, we have to know what it is first, right? We we because we can't wear something that we don't know what it is. I can't I can't go to my closet and pull out something to wear 
if I don't know that it's in there. I mean, if my husband, for example, if my husband bought me something and he decided to, instead of wrapping it up or putting it in a box or presenting it to me, instead took the tags off and, you know, took it out of the bag, took the tags off and put it on a hanger and hung it in my closet. Well, he could be waiting a really long time before he sees me actually wearing it. Why? Because I don't know that it's there. I don't know that it's there. And so for you and I to know who we are in Christ, the identity that has been given to us through Jesus Christ, we're going to have to open up our Bibles and see what he says, see what the truth is and begin to let go of old narratives, let go of labels, let go of the lies that we've been been believing and begin to wear our identity in Christ. Just a little shameless plug. If you aren't aware, I'm a I'm an author. I've written five different books, three three reading books and then also two women's devotionals. And you know, a lot of my my reading resources that I offer, books and and the devotionals they center on this very topic right here, our identity in Christ. It is the mission of everything that falls underneath the umbrella of my ministry. She rises. I am so passionate about women knowing the truth of who they are in Christ and to be set free from anything holding them back from living out that truth in their everyday lives. So you can go to my website um, just by clicking the link in the show notes and go to the resources page. The tab is uh, you know up at the top there. Just click on resources. You will see all of the books and the devotionals that I have available. You can purchase those and I would be happy to send them off your way, free shipping. Um, and I also include just uh, a fun little a little gift in in each order just because I'm so grateful just so honored that that people would purchase those those different resources but you know what on that resources tab there's also free uh, resources that I've made available to anyone who wants it and one of those free downloadables is on your identity in Christ they are I am type statements where you can you can open up your Bible, uh, you can read through the list, and I offer supportive scripture that you can open up your Bible and you can find that particular piece of your identity in Christ in the Bible. It's biblically supported. So take advantage of those free resources. You can print off as many as you want. So grab one for yourself and one for someone else that you think would be would, would benefit from having that free resource. Ephesians chapter 4 speaks of putting off the old man and putting on the new. This passage is speaking of our conduct as Christ followers, but there's no doubt that you and I can apply it to what we're talking about in this series as well. Sometimes people will only remember you for who you once were. We see that in Jesus's earthly ministry. Matthew chapter 13 verses 53 through 58 records Jesus being rejected in his own town. Why? Well, scripture records that people criticized him and couldn't see Jesus as who he said that he was. And in Matthew's gospel chapter 13 verse 55 reads that the people actually said this. Is this not the carpenter's son? 
Verse 57 says that they were offended at him, to which Jesus said, A prophet is not without honor except in his own country and in his own house. There's a, another passage of scripture that says he came into his own and his own received him not. It's interesting to also note that verse 58 says Jesus didn't do many works there because of the people's unbelief. Man, I think that that is so powerful right there, that the people, they missed out because of their denial of Christ, because of their lack of belief in who he said that he was. They refused to believe the truth, and it kind of denied them of seeing the the greater works, the greater miracles that, that Jesus could have done in that region. Man, I, you know what? That just really emboldens me in my faith. God, help me to believe everything that you say that you are, everything that you, everything that you say about me, about my life, about my future. Help me to let go of any area of my life that there is unbelief, that you can find unbelief belief so that I can lay hold of everything that you say that you are and I can lay hold of everything that you want to do not only in my life but through my life because you know what freedom in our lives isn't just about us it's not just about us it's about what he wants to do through us uh, because he first does a work in us and then he does a work through us. And so who might be on the other side of you getting freed up in this area? Wow. Think about that. Think about that. What greater work could he do through you as you get freed up in this area and you begin to reach higher in your faith and you begin to let go of the opinions of other people and you really begin to grow in your in your understanding and get freed up in your identity in Christ. Man, that is so powerful to think about right there. Freedom tool tip number two, choose who you're going to live for. People will always have opinions and you know what? We can't change that. We can't change that. Not too long ago, I did I did a, a few episodes on things to expect when you want to go all in in your faith, or you maybe you want to reach higher in your faith, or maybe you're going to step out and follow the Lord in a certain direction that you know he is calling you to, but ooh, it um, makes you a little, a little intimidated. It makes you a little nervous because... People have expressed their their disapproval or their criticism of of that decision, or you know that they're that they have misunderstood you and they're sharing that with you. Listen, we can't change that. God has not called us to change people. He's called us to be obedient, right? We we don't have that much power. That is the Holy Spirit's job to change people. Our job is to be a witness. Our job is to be the hands and feet of Christ, to be a light in the darkness, to be a truth teller, a hope dealer, to live our lives in a way that points other people to Jesus Christ, right? That's that's our job. The role of the Holy Spirit is to change people, to convict people of their sin and to draw people to Jesus Christ. So people will always have opinions and we cannot change that. The thing though about opinions is that they often change, right? Opinions often change. People, People's opinions often change. If we're building our confidence, security, identity, 
calling or how far we will follow the Lord on the opinions of others, sister, that foundation will eventually collapse because it's like shifting sand. One of the things the Lord has has had to teach me is to stop making opinions my business. In other words, it's almost as if I could hear God saying, Susan, stop seeking the approval of others before you'll say yes to me and step out to follow my lead in your life. Stop, stop seeking their approval, stop inviting their voice, stop inviting their opinion. And, and because when you do that, you're making it your business, but I want you to listen to my voice. I want you to grow in your discernment of hearing my voice and just being aware and sensitive to the prompting of the Holy Spirit in your life that when, when I say go, you go. When I close the door, you take your hand off the doorknob and you stop trying to reopen it or you take your foot out of the out of the the doorway and you are no longer willing to just kind of keep it ajar because you know that I've closed the door and stop asking and inviting other people to speak into that when I've already spoken to you. Stop making the opinions of other people your business. Jesus was too much for some people and yet not enough for others. Yet we read this powerful statement that he made in Luke chapter 2, verse 49. I must be about my father's business. When we draw some hard lines and deal with what's holding us back in the area of who we're living to please, we can be women who declare, I will love people well, I will care deeply, but I'm choosing to live for an audience of one and be about my father's business. How is he leading me? That's where I'm going. I'm going to be a woman about my father's business. I'm not in control of what other people think about me. I'm not in control about their opinions. I can't change that. God hasn't tasked me with striving and working harder to help them be convinced that I'm following the Lord and what I'm doing is, is in direct obedience. It's not up to me to help them to better understand it's not up to me. God hasn't called me to do that. One last point before moving on to freedom tool number three. If you find yourself tied to the opinion of someone always needing their approval, ask yourself why. Ask yourself why. Why that person? Why does the approval of that person matter to you so much? Why does their opinion matter so much? Because usually what I have found in my own life, again, just working this out uh, with the Lord and, you know, the Holy Spirit, I have discovered that oftentimes my attachment to certain individuals and their approval and their opinion, there was something behind that, something deeper behind that, that the Lord wanted to set me free from. So uh, if I can humbly encourage you to not just settle with just kind of pat answers, I don't know. It just matters to me. I just want them to approve of me. I want them to like me. I want them to understand me. I I want to hear that that they're okay with me following the Lord and making whatever decision you know that God is calling you to make. Listen, don't just settle with that because there's something more often than not 
there is something attached to that particular individual's approval of you. Something um, attached to that particular individual's opinion and understanding of you and the choices and the decisions that you are making. So sit with the Lord, ask yourself why, and invite the Holy Spirit into that prayer time and into that into that introspection. Sit with the Lord, allow yourself to get honest with God, because when we allow ourselves to get honest with him, like really get honest with the Lord and invite his Holy Spirit to reveal these unhealthy, unhealthy things on the inside of us, man, there is healing and freedom on the other side of that. And God wants that for you. He does not want you to be attached to any opinion of people on this side of heaven. He wants you to he wants you to love people well, care for them deeply, but live for an audience of one and be about his business. All right, freedom tool number 3. This actually what I what I just shared with you actually just is such a great segue into freedom tool number three. Don't shrink back to make others feel comfortable around you. Ooh, I know that's a hard one. Ooh, man. Like I said earlier at the beginning of this week's episode, this is taken right out of my own life. I get these so much. There's a reason. <laughs> There's a reason why. I know what these freedom tools are, and and if we begin to implement them in our lives, let me tell you, there's a reason why I know that I know that I know, and my uh, my confidence is is just very sure and steadfast in that these here they will set you free. Why? Because I've seen them. I've seen God work these out in my own life. And you know what? He is not a respecter of persons. And what he does in the life of one person, he wants and is able to do in the life of another person. I am not more spiritual than you. I am not more loved than you. I am not more called than you. I am not all that in a bag of chips. I'm not somehow better than you or whatever the thing is. Listen, God, God's heart for you to be freed in this area is just as much for you as it has been for me. As you grow in your faith, changes in relationships, they often occur. Your growth is something to rejoice over, not apologize for. I think I'll go ahead and repeat that. Your growth is something to rejoice over, not apologize for. It's important to remember that we don't have to boot people out of our lives, however. more Most often what is needed is what I refer to as a repositioning of their accessibility to you because not everyone should have equal access to you. And so, you know, I often refer to as this as like, who's in your front row. And when you think about like maybe uh, your church sanctuary, or maybe you've been to a concert of some kind, or you've been to a play or, you know, something like that. Well, the, if there's like stadium seating, you know, that that front row has, has the closest access to, to the stage, right? 
Well, and then the further you go back, I mean, there's, you know, there's rows back from that. There's balcony seating. There's the cheap seats, <laughs> you know, think about like going to um, a sporting event or something like that. The closer you are, you know, to the to the front, the the closer access you have to whatever's happening on the field or whatever's happening on the stage. And so when you apply that to to your life, spiritually speaking, Whoever has front row access to your life, they're going to be the most influential in your life. And often what happens when we begin to grow our characters fully developed, our the roots of our faith are growing deeper, we're reaching higher in our faith, we are following the Lord, we're like all in in our faith, oftentimes relationships begin to change. And I want to repeat what I just said. Your growth is something to rejoice over, not apologize for. Becoming the woman God created you to be, this might be something difficult to hear, but it does come at a cost. If you want to go all in in your faith, if you want to reach higher in your faith, if you want to become the woman of God that he sees in you already, he already sees that in you, it will come at a cost. And at times it will cost us friends, but you know what? Become her anyway. Yeah, I said it. Become her anyway. Don't shrink yourself back to fit into spaces and into relationships that you have outgrown in order to make other people more comfortable around you. Again, I completely understand not shrinking back to make others comfortable around me. I was created with a boldness that is often seen as too much, too heavy, too intense, too assertive, too aggressive, too loud, too, I mean, I think you get the point. It's okay if you and I are too much for some people. Those just simply are not our people. Those people are not the ones that should be sitting in the front row, having the the best access, um, the direct access, the inner access to us. And I just have to say, um, you know, this is, I've been serving the Lord for over 30 years, and this is my 21st year of active ministry. And I cannot tell you the number of times that I have been labeled too much. I've been labeled too loud, too aggressive, too intense, too, I mean, on and on and on so many times. And you know what? I've lost count the number of times that, like I said earlier, I just sort of took that on and I started wearing that and I started feeling bad and I started feeling condemned for for this boldness that I felt on the inside of me and I felt like I was wrong and and I remember times earlier in my faith where I felt like I was like sinning and I needed to repent for being bold and and I needed to be more like her or I needed to be more like this person over here and it's almost as if I started to apologize for the way that God God created me to be. And you know what? Like I said earlier, I'm not a mistake. God didn't make a mistake when, when he created me with this boldness and this tenacity on the inside of me with with this this resilient and um and strong and courageous faith on the inside of me this this courageous spirit that's on the inside of me you know 
that wasn't an accident. It's not a coincidence. And he didn't accidentally give that to me, but he meant it for someone else. And so, man, I just want you to know if, if this episode is resonating with you, I just want you to know that I see you and I understand you. But you know, even more than that, God sees you. And this episode is for you. And God is trying to speak to you and affirm within you that you are not a mistake. And the the way that he created you was on purpose. He created you on purpose, unique on purpose. The thing that is on the inside of you that, that maybe you feel like you're ashamed of or you're embarrassed over, or you maybe you even have felt like, I, I don't know, like maybe this is a sin and I, I am too bold or I'm too whatever. And I need to repent and I need to, I need to be more quiet. I need to kind of find my place and, and just sit down and be quiet. If that's you, God is speaking to you and he's trying to get your attention. He knew exactly what he was doing when he created you. You can lead and be a woman of bold strength without being disrespectful or dishonoring. And I think that oftentimes for those of us who are often labeled as too much, too loud, too assertive, too whatever, People will often say, you know what, that is so disrespectful. That is not honoring at all. And, you know, I think that oftentimes it just gets like it it just gets like turned around and all of a sudden, like we're being blamed for for being disrespectful or dishonoring when, no, I just like I just had some questions and I just want to better understand something like maybe, maybe you're in a, a meeting of some kind or you're maybe in your life group or you're on staff somewhere and maybe you, you know, you are hearing some direction and it's, and you just want more clarity. And so you decided I'm going to ask some questions and then somebody kind of pulls you off to the side and says, you know, um, I think that you need to be a little bit more respectful or, you know, because you asking questions, it just sounded a little disrespectful or dishonoring of the leader. Well, I was just trying to gain clarity. I mean, how many of us have ever been there? I've been there. I could do like a whole episode on the different scenarios <laughs> that I have found myself in and I have found myself shrinking back and withdrawing and and no longer lifting my voice and being apologetic for for who I for who I am and how God created me to be and so because I've gained a lot of freedom in this area man if I can champion other women forward in this area I'm going to do that because like I said earlier what he does in us he wants to do through us and so all those years ago, sitting with the Lord and through the power of the Holy Spirit and allowing him to show me these these different things, these unhealthy and unhealed wounds that really kind of resulted in these different things that I'm talking about, going through the process of, of being healed and set free from these different things. Uh, you know what? This podcast and everything that falls underneath the umbrella of She Rises is a result of what God done in me and who I'm who I'm reaching who he's reaching through me because of what what I was willing to go through uh, years ago was it fun nope 
Was it easy? Not at all. But you know what? Sitting here today, I'm glad. I am grateful that I was that I I had that opportunity and I was willing to sit with the Lord because here's the thing, he's not going to force us to do that. He's not going to strong arm us and tape us, you know, duct tape us to a chair and make us go through the things that are that are holding us back and that we're bound to. He wants it for us, but the choice is up to us. And so yeah, it's hard. Yeah, it's it's uncomfortable. It doesn't feel good. But you know what? Sitting here today and seeing how the Lord has been using my ministry to reach women and set them free and see healing and freedom in their lives and watching them being awakened in their faith and um, and just awakened to their, their God-given gifts and their God-given potential that's lying on the inside of them. I'm grateful that I said yes to the Lord. You can lead with bold strength without shrinking back. All right. So freedom tool number four, awareness. You usually know when you're beginning to shrink back. Rather than your default reaction, lean into it. And again, that is, I so understand that because I had a default reaction. It was like this, like, there's just like this hamster wheel that I just kept going around and around and around. But you know what? There's an exit ramp off of that. And I have found in my own life that I I knew when I was beginning to shrink back. I knew when I was beginning to not use my voice. I knew when I was beginning to withdraw and just kind of be, you know, just sort of silent and be a yes woman and not share my opinion or my thoughts or my ideas or lift my voice. And, you know, when God's really started helping me lean into when, when that was showing up in my life, things started to change for me. Intimidation is a giant, but you know what? If you are in Christ, you are a giant slayer. Giants don't come down by us retreating but by advancing. Okay. So when you begin, when you begin to recognize, I can see in myself, I'm beginning to withdraw. I'm beginning to not lift my voice. I'm beginning to shrink back. I'm beginning to be apologetic for the way that God created me and wanting to go forward in the Lord. You know what? Don't retreat. Instead, advance. Instead, look at that giant and in And in the strength of Christ, through the power of the Holy Spirit, face that giant and allow the Lord to work out on the inside of you why you always shrink back, why you always retreat instead of advancing, facing that giant and advancing. In our remaining few minutes together this week, I want to circle back to what we read of Jesus's earthly experience of being rejected by his own. I think the fear of rejection holds us back from rising in this area because if we have been serving the Lord long enough and, you know, maybe this has been you, you decided I'm, I am going to step out and you begin to, you know, you take that, that first step or those first few steps forward and kind of stepping out and reaching higher in your faith. And, and you can see that you're growing and you're living your life differently and you're following the Lord in, in the direction that he is, is leading you in your life. And then all of a sudden people express their, 
disapproval or their criticism of you and obviously you can you can hear that they are misunderstanding your motives or whatever the situation is and you begin to filter that through rejection we will oftentimes shrink back and return to our old selves but you know what God wants to set you free from the fear of rejection. So I want to read a few paragraphs from one of my books in hopes that it will champion you forward. This excerpt is taken from the latest book that I wrote called Her Heart is Free, Rising, Healed, and Whole. And really this entire book is my testimony, my testimony of coming to faith in Christ. And then I share in this book about about how when I came to faith in Christ, I I was really broken. I had a lot of hurt. I had a lot of wounds. I accepted Jesus as my savior in my early 20s, but I had lived a lot of life by then. And so when I came to faith, I had a lot of stuff to work out. I had a lot of deep-seated hurts and wounds uh, that resulted in people-pleasing, the fear of rejection. I had abandonment issues and never felt like I was good enough um, to be loved well, to be accepted, to be to be a, you know a friend to somebody, or even even to be in in a good marriage. Like I just never felt like I was good enough to have that kind of life, to have that be my story. So I just wanted to read a, just a little excerpt from you, and this is about about rejection. So if you are unfamiliar with this book, it I look at, I not only share um, my story in this book about how Jesus healed me and set me free in these, in these specific areas, but I also look at the life of David in the Old Testament. He's the one that penned many of the Psalms that we, that we love and we find so much comfort in, but a lot of his story about, you know, being prepared in the field, uh, leading and following sheep around, and then one day facing Goliath. So I kind of inter, intertwine my story and then also, um, you know, go to scripture and, and we look at not only Jesus's earthly ministry, but the life of David and just finding so much, so much encouragement from the life of David and how he chose to face the giant in his life. And, and God just really worked through him in, in very powerful ways. All right. So this is again from my book and this is, I'm going to read from page 163. Now may be a great time to stop focusing on the people who have rejected you and trying to understand it and begin focusing on the people in your life who are cheering for you. You may never understand why someone has rejected you. Are you willing to continue spending your energy trying? There are some people in my life I've had to do just that. Stop expending energy in trying to understand. When you and I continue to spend precious time and energy on that, we aren't living to our fullest potential. Think of David. If he had spent day after day in the field trying to understand better the rejection he experienced at the hands of his own family, he would have missed being prepared for what God had prepared for him. That day, David was called in from the field and anointed by the prophet Samuel. Had he rejected himself because everyone else had, he would have missed one of the greatest moments in his life. 
God had a plan for David's life, and had David been living a life of rejection, that very rejection would have kept him from showing up for his life. David could have stayed in the field, but he answered God's invitation to his life. It's easy to settle for less than what God has planned for us because overcoming life's challenges is not easy. And since we don't necessarily like the hard things in life, we often choose sitting on the sidelines. When we reject ourselves, we are less effective in fulfilling the plans God has for our lives because we have not truly learned how genuinely, how to genuinely appreciate how we have been created in his image. And because we don't carry that appreciation, we are unable to love ourselves authentically. And since no one can give away what they don't already possess, it makes it challenging to fill, fulfill Jesus's command to love others as yourself. You can read about that in Mark's gospel, chapter 12, verses uh, 30 and 31. But it does beg, does beg the question, how's your love walk? Over the years, mine hasn't always been the best, and I'm fully convinced that this is why. I was not loving myself well. I couldn't give away what I didn't already possess within me. Jesus points out that if we want to love others well, it has to begin with loving God, of course, but loving and appreciating ourselves. Friend, you and I cannot fulfill this commandment in the manner we are called to if deep down we are rejecting ourselves. Maybe that's the best place to begin, inviting God to help you better understand that you are an image bearer of God himself and allowing him to help you love and appreciate who you are. Again, this is a condition of the heart. One of the most toxic relationships I've had to end was the one I had with myself. Allow that to sink in. When we reject ourselves because we don't understand that we are image bearers of creator God, don't appreciate how he created us, and don't love ourselves well, that is a clear indicator we are in a toxic relationship with ourselves. Forget everyone else. How is your relationship with yourself? How do you talk about yourself? How do you talk to yourself? How do you feel when you see your image looking back at you in the mirror? How do you think about your life, your future? Are the words you use to describe yourself and repeat to yourself under your breath words you would say to someone that you love? Loving yourself well is thinking and talking about yourself the way you would about your daughter or a good friend. When we are living as rejected people, we think we are beating others to it, which will make their rejection of us less of a blow. If we don't have a healthy relationship with ourselves, we usually say something that is degrading about our appearance or some aspect of who we are. Just because someone has made you feel unloved doesn't mean that you are unlovable. I know their rejection was hurtful, and for that, I am sorry. I am sorry if, because of whatever has happened in your life, someone made you think that you are hard to love. Their opinion is not the truth. Friend, now is the time to make God's voice and the truth be the resounding voice in your heart. He pursues you. He is relentless for you, says you are worth fighting for and will knock down anything that wants to stop his love from reaching you. Nothing can separate you from his love. No pain, 
no sin, no opinion, no thought, no height, no depth, no doubt, no fear, no rejection of others. Not even the rejection you might have of yourself can keep his love from you. On days you feel unmentionable and overlooked, God mentions you by name. Isaiah chapter 43 and verse 1. Greatness lies within you. Greatness placed in you by the one who created you. He has an incredible plan for your life. And the world needs you to be all who God created you to be. Make today the day that you shift your focus on where God wants to lead you rather than on who may or may not be on your side because rejection will always keep you plain small. All right, friend. So I'm going to end that reading there. Again, that's taken from my book, Her Heart is Free, Rising, Healed, and Whole. You can get that by clicking the link in the show notes. But I hope that this, well, you know what? Actually, I just do believe that whoever needed to hear this week's episode uh, did. And I just want you to know that I'm championing you forward in all of the things that God has for you. And you know what? At times, you will be too much for people. You'll be too loud. You'll be accused of being too assertive, too aggressive, too intense, too whatever. You know what? If we can stop trying to avoid those labels and instead make friends with those and say, you know what? I know that that's going to come. I know that I'm going to hear that. But you know what? I can't change that. But I can choose to lead myself well through the strength and the wisdom and in the in the leadership of the Holy Spirit in my life. You can do this. In God, you can do this. With Christ's help and through the power of the Holy Spirit, you can reach higher in your faith and you can follow him in the leadership of of your life that he has for you, that he's leading you somewhere. And, and that is really something to be, to be celebrated. And again, your growth is something to rejoice over, not apologize about. Next week, we're going to be looking at your inner circle. And we're going to include in include in who your inner circle is. In other words, like who's in your front row. I'm going to also mention a few thoughts about who you enter into partnerships collaboration, and relationships with, because you know what? Alignment matters. All right. So stay tuned for that week's, uh, next week's episode. I'll catch you right back here uh, then. But until then, have a great rest of your week and reach out and let me know if this week's episode was for you. I would love to hear from you. Thank you so much for tuning in and letting me be a part of your week. I'll catch you next time. Thank you so much for joining me this week. It was great connecting with you. Hey, would you do me a quick favor that would mean the world to me? Would you go ahead and leave a few stars and a review or even a comment? It not only means so much to me, but in the online space and the podcasting world, the more stars, reviews, and comments that a podcast receives, the further the reach. It ranks up a little bit higher in Google searches, which then results in reaching more women with this amazing content. 
So if you are blessed and enjoying, you know, just the content that you are hearing here on the podcast, would you go ahead and leave a few stars, a review, and some comments? It means the world to me. Thank you so much, and I'll catch you right back here, same place, same time, next week.